Hello, we are on the air. Let me move this back. Are you sure? No. Okay. I'm sorry. My uh my microphone is tripping a little bit. But anyway, I'm waiting for my co-host to come on. I don't know where she is. Let me see. And where is my sound? Where is my sound going? E oh USB audio. Hello. 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 Okay. I think you guys can hear me better on the mic. Hi. It's Women Wednesday. And I am Dr. Love tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. The love doctor. I don't know where mistress is. Hold on. She's having a hard time. Hold on. We might be having some uh, technical difficulties right now. Hold, please. While we're live. Just hold. I don't, I don't know what's going on. So, I don't know if you guys can hear my background, but it's just, you know some music playing um i do not own the rights to the music you know how people always have to say that i don't know i mean i'm not trying to make a profit of, of anything off of that like that would be really wrong and plus they're from the bay you know what i'm saying so yeah uh try to send it to her see what's going on but anyway, how's everybody doing out there? So tonight we're going to talk about a lot of girl stuff and, um, you know, the kind of world that we live in. We live in a male dominated world, whether we'd like to talk about it or not, you know, it is a male dominated world and we're just squirrels trying to get a nut. To, I think I just messed that song up. But anyway, yeah, so it's a male-dominated world. And, and, you know, being a woman in the workplace, it can be very hard. You know, and I think, like, uh, since, oh, there she is. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get her on. <laughs> there she you is. It? Does it sound good? Um, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Are you talking? I am. Okay, let me let me change my speakers because I can't. Can you hear me? Can you hear Hello? me now? Can you hear me now? Okay, you can hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I've been able to hear you. I don't know what happened to me. Oh, no, I think it was me because I have my um, my microphone in there. But I guess I can only talk on that when I am by myself. So anyway, uh, okay, it's cool. all good, Jerry. Rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I was okay. just say hello to everyone. This is Mistress Quiet Storm. Hello, people. <laughs> oh, my partner in crime. And so um, I was just telling everyone like how we live in a male dominated world. 
Yeah. And how it's hard for women in the workplace. Very much so. Especially when, you know, especially you, mistress, you you work in a male-dominated field. And um, I think, like, and and I'm not trying to condone the the black couch or anything, but since um, the the Her Too movement, it's been like really hard for women, even harder, because now you know you're you're treated even worse. You know, like I mean, if if you think I look cute, then I don't care if you say, oh, you know, love doctor, you look nice today. Oh, thank you. I'm not gonna say that's sexual harassment. You know, True. like. But I think I that know. a lot of people look at it as a, as a, when, when, when it became a harassment issue, I think that they looked at it as, okay, this is a, this is a, um, a soft woman move. One of those, hey, if they, if they find it harass, harassing, then, hey, I've got to do something about it. But, you know, the only reason that, you know, the, the, the Me Too movement actually gained traction was because it cost companies. Not, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the things change when money's involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, do I think that a lot of people were were playing victim? Yes. Do I believe in that Me Too movement? I think that if you're if you're going to be pushed over by a feather, then yes, you're, you're, you need some form of protection because you want somebody to protect you. You want somebody to save you. And the only way to get saved is to uh, is to kind of hive up. You know, and and again, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I've never been tried. I I look like the person, like, I'm not the one. Like, if you try something, (laughs) you really want to? (laughs) Because you'll be the one saying, you know, that's sexual harassment against me. So, (laughs) you know, like, I feel like you, you know, um, like, you should, you, you have a feeling when this is a bad situation. Like and, they also know who, who they can get that away with that with yeah yeah because you know there's there's some that are just you know like like us that uh, you know like i wish you would no i really wish you would you know like <laughs> but you're not because you already know you yes. try it like you you're gonna get cut you know so it's uh, yeah they they know who they can do what with and so um yeah yeah, it, I don't want to call like people weak or anything, but you know, I mean, for certain things, we have to stand up for ourselves. But you know, some, and some people it, play victim well, though. And and when, oh, you, yeah. when you present yourself as a victim, you're going to get victimized. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, but like. I've experienced a lot of trauma in the workplace. And I know, especially towards women, um, I've experienced ageism, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm not even that old. Like I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even 50 yet. And 50 is not old really. Well, now it's not. Cause you know, we look 50 looks different on us than it did our parents. Definitely. Did. So, Definitely. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean that way, like, especially if, if I were in like the, the Hollywood field and stuff, I, I think like after a certain age, they think that you're just old, too old to work and nobody wants to look at you anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why you have like a lot of women like 
trying to post bikini pictures and everything. Oh, look at her at 55. Oh, she looks good for her age. Like we look good at any age, you know, like we shouldn't let other people define how we should look. And so, um, but yeah, the, the trauma in the workplace for women is real because you're, you're trying to hold your own and you don't know if you're there because of your true abilities or if they're trying to fill a quota or, you know, like it's, it's just, it's really hard. It's, it's very difficult. I know in the field of education, it's flooded with women. So it's, it's highly toxic and not saying that all women are toxic. Um, There are quite a few men out there that are toxic too and hide behind the women. But, um, do you think it's yeah. like a school bullying type of thing in the education field? Is it like you just graduated from being a bully at, you know, in high school to, you know, basically being an authoritative bully? Yeah. Once you become a, an administrator, yeah, well, you're definitely the bully then, you know, especially if you see a um, a person that's shining and that's sharp and that knows their, their stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you, you get confronted but, with a lot of bullies. But when did that that transition happen? Because do I think that it could be them checking a minority box? Is it them trying to keep their quota of women? You know, I think that a lot of times it shows itself when people get to the point where your talent is is just it's it's a given. But I think that you can tell it's going to be traumatizing when when you're cold out. So let's say you're talent, you're talented despite what you don't know. And you're still performing, even though you were kept out of the loop. Um, With some jobs, I'm noticing the difference is, is that like in my situation, somebody asked me before this, like, Teresa, what do you think is wrong with this company? Um, Mistress, mistress, (laughs) mistress, quiet storm. You can't Hello? talk about your other character like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that, but I think that the thing is, is that as a woman, I think that most people don't realize that when you're going through those traumas, the, the trauma really is, is the other coworkers learning that success excludes women in a male dominated field. If that makes yeah, any sense, that it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that nowadays that you're starting to see success is who who are you consistently excluding? Not are you building those relationships? And I think that's the that's the new normal. I think that's the new normal. Well, see, I know for the field of education, a lot of the time, not 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 all the time, but a lot of the time when um a woman finally makes it to being the principal the you know the head of the school or the superintendent they have to come out as being like super hard and ignoring their feelings because you know that's what women do women are feelings you know they're touchy feely all the time and they cry and so they're being extra hard on people you know because they want to prove that they're just as hard as that a-hole man Mm. You know, and, and that's when we have a lot of issues with that because then, then the, the sick power goes to their head, you know, do you think, they, think they lose that empathetic 
piece that actually got them closer to the top of the chain? Yep, they turned that gene off. <laughs> Just like Vampire Diaries, turning off that humanity. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I mean it, does, doesn't that take more work than a little bit? It takes a lot of work. And, um, you know, being on the East Coast, and I know a lot of East Coast people are going to be like, oh, but it it's it's different out there because like I've I've found a lot of female principals try to be like extra hard. Now there's mm -hmm. some in California too. Don't get me wrong, but you know, like it's it's just ridiculous. And I've I've also seen that in the churches too. When you have a female pastor, it like okay. she'll she'll try to do too much. You know what I mean to exert her her authority or her power or, you know, over the people and, and, mm -hmm. but you don't have to do that. Like, just be yourself. I'm so into like, just being yourself. I'm like, so not competitive. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you have ambition, but you're not competitive. Right. I, Cause I want every, all of us to be on the same level. You, you know, if you fall the difference, say it again. Do you think people can't see the difference or they never expect a level of ambition to not be competitive because it, it almost seems like as soon as you perform or show something it's almost like she's trying to be better than me you know i, I mean it, it almost seems like people are, are being offended as if you're calling them out i i do and i i believe it it just all depends on the person, you know, and like me, I'm, I'm a totally non-competitive person, but I'm very ambitious, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm, I want to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And I guess that's because I feel like I don't have anything to prove to anyone except for myself. Okay. So I guess in a way I am competitive, but that's just, I'm competitive with myself. But okay. when I see others, like, you know, my, my friends or whatever, and and like we're real cool and if you fall i'll help you up and get you up so we could all be together and celebrate you know yeah. but i'm i'm not that one to like just try to get in and and oh oh i'm gonna i'm gonna kiss butt and i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do my best so i can get ahead and i'm gonna be you know above all of these people no i mean if you do your job and you do it well yeah of course you deserve to be rewarded but that's just you. That's your work ethic. That's your personality. You know, that's who you are. But we're learning now that doesn't get you rewarded. Well, just being yourself and doing your job, doing yourself, being yourself, doing your job, even providing more value than what they hired you for doesn't 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 indicate to leadership that that's how you're going to succeed. A lot of times we look at it as say, oh, all I have to do is maintain this employee because they're not telling me immediately, hey, I'm looking for this next best offer. If they can get away with just kind of just maintaining that lawn, they're not going to pour into you. And that's what right. I'm learning the hard way is that, yes, I can save you X number of dollars or I can make this kind of money or I can raise the value for you and I'm paying for myself. But the problem that I'm running into is, is that, oh, well, you've always done that, but I'm a unicorn 
and a unicorn deserves unicorn food. It doesn't deserve the slop that you're giving to everyone else, you know, and, and that's not the way leadership looks at, at success. They're, they're looking at who's easy for me to mold. Yeah. But they they also want to mold a lot of people that don't ask questions that just take orders too. So even if you are moldable, but you still shine, you're still intimidating at the same time because you could possibly take my place one day. Why would I want that? You know, and a lot of people at the at the workplace are scared because they see something in you that you don't even see in yourself that could possibly, you know, show them up. And I mean, they're, they're always, you're always going to have people that want to test you or want to compete against you or, or something, because I've even had instances where I was told I needed to do something else to be like a leader. And I, and I would tell them, Hey, give me an example. And I would literally be told, well, that's not the point. And I was like, how can I get better if you don't even have an example? So you're telling me I'm the best, but you're hitting me with the, but we don't have, we don't have anything better than you. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of times that's, I'm not going to say it's discouraging, but it, but it changes the pace. It changes a, it changes a, a high performer's pace to success. Yeah. But yeah. I really think that some of these, these companies and some of these school systems and, and some of these places are, are going to end up learning this the hard way because, you know, they think everybody's going to remain the same. And, and COVID has shown that, hey, there's jobs out there that are remote. And there's companies that are saying, you know what, we're getting as much, if not more value from these remote workers than paying for, you know, leasing space, having a, a site, paying for lights, gas and water and you know giving these people back their life quality of life yeah and and also people work better they they had higher production rates they did uh, when when they did the studies like uh during the remote home working from home times mm -hmm. so a lot of the employees were actually working better harder for their companies because they were at home you know, they were able to do stuff for their kids or their pets or their spouses or, you know, everything. Go to the restroom when they wanted and, and you know, not be questioned like, oh, you're going again. You know, like they were able to do stuff at home, have that work balance um, thing going on. So but now are you noticing the reduction in the amount of remote work available, though? I'm seeing that a lot unless you can find those companies that see the value in it they're seeing that the overall value of mm -hmm. of remote workers Perfect. finding great talent not in their backyard yeah they are but people like um elon musk he told his people he's paying for the power and all that stuff and they better be in the office yeah <laughs> but that's the thing my thing is is that you know I, i've had people that i've i've talked to and they're telling me I'll never go back into the office. I've found that some ladies, they say the, the cat fights are harder to have when you can't be in person. You can't exclude somebody through email and be able to claim they did they they didn't perform. Mm -hmm. And and I think that has been 
the best of the best thing. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to get catty women. You're going to get women that want to prove a point. They want to micromanage oh, time. Can I stop you really quick right there? It is more than just women that are catty. Oh, you guys. And behind those catty women are men that cause the issue. I'm just saying. Well, I don't have that problem. I mean, the majority, the majority of, of, of my coworkers are men. I mean, I have to literally walk to find a woman. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There's, there's so few of us. Well, I need to work over there. <laughs> it, it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> it, I promise you, don't get me wrong with women. It's, it's a different level, but with men, they want to try to use a woman's, oh, they're being, uh, they're being, um, uh, emotional emotional oh they're um they, they just they just misunderstood what i said you know that's how guys are trying to play with women they're using the oh you were being emotional now i was telling you something you think that's emotional and we have a problem because it's an easy way for you to uh to push off the problem without having to address it that's where the rubber is meeting the road in this new this new world or order to me is that they're using they're 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 pushing that 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 trope of oh so and so is being emotional and that's the catch all and you know what i found men <clears throat> and i'm sorry men cuz we're we're talking i'm getting ready to talk some trash okay but <clears throat> men like their egos to be fed yes so in that in that situation, you're being emotional. Well, you know what? Okay. So now I'm gonna play the little emotional victim and say, I know that I can count on you to, you know, make this issue right. You know, like like try to make them feel like a little hero. That's, and and it's it's a shame, but that's how you have to get your stuff done sometimes. Because I mean, you have to get it done, but but guess what? When you allow them to be the hero, you allow them to get the credit too. Well, in, in that, in your situation, yeah. But no, I'm saying like, you know, just to get your point across or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't, like I watched this show on Netflix and the older lady said, you know, you're, you're marrying this other king or whatever to combine your lands. And then the, the lady that was going to be queen, she's like, yes, and I'll never forget that I'm a woman first. You know, and mm -hmm. no matter what, the men are going to fall for the flesh. Yes. Like you, and it doesn't matter. You can be like 90 pounds to 500 pounds. If you have that, that personality, you can get, you can get what you want. Exactly. But I, I just think that it, it's, you're willing. <laughs> but how do you, but, but that's, that's to me is, is, it is one of those things. Like for me, I I have gotten to the point where um, I'm in a I'm in a workspace where people are don't have hope. And, and when I say that, I use don't have hope. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Let let me change the word because that sounds mean. But it's, it's <laughs> it, it sounds mean. But I use the word hope as in there's there's no hope of opportunity. There's no hope of a chance. So if you have consistent workers, you have people that are the go-to person, let's say there's a position, one position up for them. 
instead of them getting it, it might go to the, the person, one of the newer people they just hot, they just trained. You can't tell me that's not a slap in the face. So what you do. Okay. You use your femininity for whatever you need it for. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you get your side hustle ready to be your main hustle. <laughs> but that's my situation. My thing is, is that when you have that happen, you have a story like that for every area you deal with, for everything that you do. Like I'm getting pushed into jobs that they know I'm talented in. I have documented, you know, results, all of those things. I'm not particip- I'm not not participating, but I'm not giving the level of work I used to give. But I'm still the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm still giving you the best you're going to get, but it's not quite the you know, it, it's not on on steroids like it used to be. And they know that your your minimum is is the best. It still outshines. It does. But so if you know you're the best, um they're not using what you can give that's when you start your own and pour everything into that and give them below minimum and it'll still be good for them mm-hmm. that's what you do and that's and that's what make your own thing best because these jobs are not loyal they are definitely not loyal you know these, these places are not loyal I, I i i tell folks all the time look if it if it's if the job serves you you give you give the job a good day. If if the job doesn't serve you, get ready to look for something because either they're they're waiting on you or you're waiting on them. End off. End scene. That's that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. They will not be there for you. Mm-hmm. I've met so many teachers where they've taught for like 30 years, five years, three years, like doing their best. And then along comes somebody who doesn't like them and they do whatever they can to get them out. Like yeah. jobs are not loyal. Even if you have a career, because you know, there's a difference between a job and a career, but they are just not loyal. And I think, especially being a woman, it's like, oh, you, you got a chance, you know, you, you, you stay there, go to school, get a good job and you stay there and you retire. And that just doesn't work for us anymore. It doesn't. And I, I think that I think that the rose tinted glasses have been knocked off our face so many times that we put a shield up. And now that we've got that shield up and we can see you ready for the fight, we either choose not to engage or we already are ready to fight back because, mm-hmm. you know, we've learned it. And I, and I tell people all the time when certain things happen at work, you know, documentation, recording conversations, um, just follow-up emails are the thing to do that doesn't mean that and if if you're consistent with it that makes it so a lot of people stop and pause and when they do pause they understand hey that you're not to be played with one and two leave me alone let me do my job and let me do it well and and i think a lot of times they're trying to prove that somebody else that they want to pick is is as good but better than you mm-hmm. and then they fail and so all that's telling me is i need to start my own thing exactly it's, it's i'm gonna do the bare minimum 
and you're you're still gonna shine mm-hmm. but i'm gonna get myself ready you know to step out on my own because it just it doesn't make sense you know i didn't go to school for all this education <laughs> to be treated like nothing so no exactly and and i'm i'm in the same boat i'm like oh okay i could do that and then you're like no i'm i'm done playing with y'all and y'all are done yeah exactly i mean they they know who to play games with and like again if you're shining a little bit too bright and you don't even think you're doing your best job they're gonna find something they're gonna get in somebody's ear because they're jealous And I'm like, like, you're jealous of somebody who isn't even checking for you. Right. Doesn't even look over there and you're worried about what's going on over here. To me, that is beyond crazy to me. That you're using all this extra effort, time and thought to figure out why I'm not concerned about you. Mm -hmm. To me, that's just, I, I just, I've never... I've never been thinking, wow, you know, I've, I've even got catty women around me and I've been told so-and-so asked about you. I said, okay. And they were like, you never mentioned her. And I was like, I'm busy. What, what did I miss? And, and they were like, well, I just noticed that you never actually brought this person's name up. And I said, well, we don't really talk. So (laughs) So I said, I'll send it. I said, I might call, leave a message or send an email. I said, I get a response. I'm okay with that. Right. You know, but I'm not finna, I'm not finna race behind another person and kiss their butt and, you know, and do what I, you know, and, and think that that's going to be a value add. Yeah. That's not my DNA. That's, that is not. You either want a winner on your team or you don't. And if you don't, cool. I'm not part of that team. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you're going to lose every game without me, but you're not going to win them all. <laughs> without you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can, adding me, I have been told adding me to the team can make a terrible project not fail completely. Wow. I've literally brought been brought into failing projects to pull them out of the gutter. And I've been, I've been high-fived by a lot of people. And I've even had management tell me, they was like, why didn't it win? I said, it was a losing project. It could have been worse if I wasn't involved. I said, it could have been worse if I wasn't in here. I promise well, you. Now you can take all that energy yeah. and contract yourself out to some corporations that are losing in sales and everything else. <laughs> Okay, because I'm learning that, you know, a lot of the things that I've been bringing to the table, you know, they took it as, as, hey, we knew that. No, you didn't know that you, you just kind of had a good person in the room. Right. You lucked up. (laughs) That's, that's exactly what it is. But like I said, if, if I needed a, I needed a safe space to be myself and the, and the company I, I chose at that time did that for me but eventually all companies lose that luster oh yeah you know or the the initial agreement we had which was 
you take care of me and I'll take care of you, that, 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 that contract of you take care of me, I take care of you has been broken. And when that happens, you have to do your own thing. You have to, you have to pivot, but pivot, like you said, pivot, pivot at your own time. So mm-hmm. now with all that stress and trauma that, you know, us women go through, let's talk about something fun. Okay, let's do. Let's talk about the poly life. I'm not part of that. You know, you know me either. But from what I've seen on TV, I'm, I guess I shouldn't have said that. Um, from, what I, from what I've read. From, okay. Anyway. Yeah. The poly life. So. When you have multiple wives, is that considered poly too? I thought that was just polygamy. Oh, oh, so the poly life is just straight swinging. Poly being polyamorous is being in a relationship with another human, with more than one person at a time. Being polygamous is just having multiple wives or multiple husbands because poly assumes both partners have, um, have relationships outside of the primary relationship. So what about um, the swingers? Is that still poly? Uh, That is, I guess you could consider it poly, but it's more of just a sexual release. You're not having, poly is, is relationships. Swingers are, you know, swapping partners. Okay. So just, so, so if you were a swinger, let's say you and your, your significant other would bring in unicorn A and unicorns having a great time with you guys. But, you know, at the end of it, you're taking unicorn and you're kicking them out after it's all said and done. After the wham, bam, they're gone. But that's still Polly, right? Mm, that's swinging. Uh, Poly, like I said, Polly is, is more about relationships. Um. What if they're irregular? (laughs) I mean, that means they're good at what they do. (laughs) (laughs) That means they're good at what they do, but you're not, you're still not going to have a relationship with them. You know, it's not like I'm going to take you on a date. You see what I'm saying? You know, you're dating a person, you're getting to know them. You might, you might bring it into a triad where, if, if you're in a polyamorous relationship, y'all might be ha- making this little community and y'all might have families together. Y'all might be consolidating households. Mm, okay. You know, and speaking of that, I believe that women should be allowed to have more than one husband. I think so. But I think that it's, I think that I would be more interested in, in seeing a relationship where there's like three or four or whatever, but it it serves everybody's needs because husbands can be very baby. Like, you know, because I've never, I've never met a man that didn't dang near die when they were sick with a head cold. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've never met a man that didn't, you know, I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, they just, they're not nurturers like they should be. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in relationships where I've been in relationships where that person worshipped the ground I, I walked on. They were, I mean, you couldn't have told me I wasn't the best thing walking. My booty was big. 
you know, everything was sitting where it was supposed to. You couldn't have told me I wasn't. But, you know, there's there's just this thing about it that, you know, when you have ambition, but you're not competitive, you have to have somebody in your life that's similar or have similar and opposites to you to 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 actually compliment you in a way where you want to be around them. But I'd love to see a, a, a polyamorous you know, relationship because you're looking for a romantic partner and you want consent and all this other stuff. And, you know, and maybe you guys share or maybe you have separate relationships. I would love to see what that looks like. But that to me, that would require a level of communication that I haven't met a man like that ever. I, I've never met a man like that, that had the ability to communicate and satisfy the emotional and relationship needs of each partner. Mm. To me, that I think that's how guys get caught. Or that's how things go sideways and women go crazy and, you know, bust tires and all this other stuff is that they're not being satisfied in the aspects or their love language isn't being met by a man who might be trying to split his his time and, and energy because he's trying to keep secrets because polyamory like, actually thinks shows that you communicate 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 so the i think yeah men are bad with that but i think a woman is better at it i think you're right but i mean how how would you how would you pitch something like that to your partner how could you pitch it in a way where so that have, it would have, have to work it would it would have to work like you guys are from that same world you know mm -hmm. and and that that would like that would be your community you know what i mean but like somebody that's like not into that that has wants no parts of it i mean uh, unless you kind of uh slowly expose them to it well, maybe it could work but you would for for it to be possible they would have to be from you know that community or have seen it work in a way where they didn't get jealous though right what i mean like parents or or friends or neighborhoods you know like you would have to grow up in that where it's it's not weird or taboo or yeah right Where but I, I i don't i've never been around a group that didn't see it as, as somewhat taboo you know because you know i i've seen people that have had you know multiple partners or or they under they had an understanding i think that's a better word for me that i've seen people that have had understandings that hey when i'm in town we have a really great relationship this is mostly long distance we're not going to be together you know day in and day out i do understand this person has needs but when i'm here i am ace number one the most special person in their life that's the closest to polyamory i've seen hmm. that's the closest to polyamory i've seen where they know that person probably has someone but but they don't want to know about it the, pretty much it's 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 be respectful don't do x and y and z but when we're in the same city town when we're together everybody else gets literally curved until i leave 
I, you know, I was in a, I, I dated a guy in college. And when I graduated, I was like, yeah, we're not going to be together. And he just looked at me like, you got to be kidding me. And I said, no, I said, we, we both knew we weren't going to be in the same town. We weren't going to do that. And I said, I'm not going to try this long distance because I said, you're just not built for long distance. But every time I came to town, he, he curved whoever he had. He ended up marrying her, but I would have never known. I didn't I know her. just like you. No, no, no. But I didn't <laughs> know who she was. But honestly, it wasn't until I quit him that he married her. Wow. She knew who I was, but I never knew who she was until basically the weekend before his mar- his wedding. He tried to catch me. Um, See, I know that should have. <laughs> he, he was basically trying to find. He was trying to. He was looking for any and all excuses to not be sorry about that he was looking for any and all excuses to try to get around me and i mean i always enjoyed him you know i never had a bad experience with him it was always fun and fun and giggles you know it was fun times but you know he told me if i had a never if i had stayed in his life he probably would have kept kicking the can i was like i I don't know who this person is and he told me oh and he told me who it was and i was like I came and stayed at your house. And he was like, I know. I said, you had a whole woman. And I said, what was she doing? He Thank said, you. Thank you, mistress. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. That was bad. I was like, dang. See, you guys are all in an open relationship and didn't even know it. It was it was open because I was single. Sing- well, I was mostly single. But I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna keep get rid of a, a good one, you know. For, you were openly single. I was openly single. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know. But she knew who I was. I, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That was so, the worst thing that ever happened to me. So uh <laughs> here's why I think, you know, well well. I, I think multiple husbands sounds great, but mm-hmm. men are very territorial. You know? Do you I'm, think it's territorial or competitive? Uh, territorial. Like, okay. you're mine. I got you pregnant. You're okay. carrying my child. You know, like, very, like, them getting you pregnant is like, you know, them tinkling on the wall. <laughs> like, this is my property. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if, if they could get over that, you know, that it would be cool. Cause you could have like one that likes to garden. Okay. You could have one that likes to cook, you know, the one that likes to, you know, work out and stuff and they all work together as a team. That would just be awesome. And the one that likes to take care of the children and, and teach them. I mean, but I mean, but that would be, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't see that many guys that as nurturers, maybe I'm just being, maybe I'm just, you know, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stereotyping them, but I just, I just don't see that. I just don't know too many male nurturers, guys that are nurturers like that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm being honest. I mean, if if I had an example, I could I could believe in this in this fantasy land you're talking about. But I, I've never I've never had that. 
you know, I'm, I mean, not not to be funny, but for real, I've never had what I was, what you would say is a, a male nurturer. Well, my dad was pretty nurturing. Uh, you know, he he was he was nurturing, and I don't know if it's because we were girls, you mm -hmm. know, and um, because I don't know if he would be that way if we were boys. I mean, of course, you know, you still care for your son and everything. Yeah. But you know, sometimes dads do a little bit extra yeah, for their girls, and like moms do a little bit extra for their sons. Yeah, you know? um, it it just I guess it just happens. But he he was, you know, when our noses would bleed like at night because we get like really really hot, um, we would start crying or whatever, and he would wake up and he would take care of us. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's some out there. I mean, but you're talking about nurturing of a child. You're not talking about nurturing of a, of a partner. I was talking about nurturing of children, you know, because I got that one that's going to teach the kids and care for them. So, you know, okay. all, all the woman would have to do is drop off the babies and, hey, you got a babysitter, you know? Is that that's what I was saying. Like I said, I'm just trying to find. I'm just trying to find this middle ground of of how could I find something like that? Because, like you said, you'd have to have people that were open to that kind of thing and that know, grew up in it. Yeah, and, that, and they have yeah. to be willing to. And I'm not going to say share, but have to be understanding to how this works. Yeah, you know, and I don't. I just don't see guys being able to do that. It's just something about them that to me is just like, you're not really good at this, you know? And, and I honestly think that anytime that you put that effort on, on a, on a partner, they're going to want twice as much. But if it's, if it's truly polyamorous, they would have a relationship outside of, outside of the, outside of the core, you know, partner. So you got to be able to juggle all of that, you know, all of that. Well, you know, women are known to be multitaskers. They are, but guys are not. It's a, they're just not. Are there any guys out there? There might be some. We might be looking, looking over some. We haven't been exposed <laughs> to them. There, there might be some that are on top of it, you know. And and if so, I need a personal assistant too. But yeah, <laughs> I would love I would love to 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 meet a, a couple that have a solid polyamorous relationship. I, I'd I'd really love to meet one a, a a pair. And how does it work? How do they manage? You know, those multiple people and those and those love languages. I would love to meet somebody like that. And then what if one is in it and the other one is not? How do they deal with that? You yeah. know, like yeah. how, well, how are they, to be, you know, do they choose to be monogamous knowing that you're poly? You know, and, and I don't know. I would, like I said, I would love to meet any of those variations. Yeah. But I figure you got to have a super strong relationship because once you start adding bodies and, and let's say you're the type of person that, you know, your motto is, you know, if you get to know the person, you're just, you know, you're a totally different person with them, you know, 
or they or they supply something in your life that you know maybe your core partner doesn't you know now you're getting on that slippery slope but then like do they have to like each other you know do they have to meet is that a are there yeah yeah so i mean you just have to drop the rules but again if you've grown up in that and that's kind of like your community Mm -hmm. then you know i guess that group pretty much stays together you know they're (laughs) they pretty much stay with with each other because you know that that's something that you slowly have to be introduced to but yeah i mean i would like to hear from a couple that you know and they're they're happy and it's Mm -hmm. functioning like how what happens? We just need some like, tips and tricks, people. We need to hear how this works out. Cause, like I said, I've just never seen it. You know, I've just, I've just never seen it where, oh yeah, they they do this and that and other. You know, right? Polyamory, you know, it's full relationships without the limit of monogamy and being on one exclusive sexual relationship. You know, but and then know. do they? Do they fight with each other? Like, like how deep does it go? Are you all like a, a team, all four of you, <laughs> or is it just three of you? Or I mean, you yeah. can have, you know, you can have quads and triads and all that other stuff, you know, but how is it? Is it like a V where one person has two partners? Is it a, a true triad where each partner plays with each other, you know? Where right. one and two have a relationship, two and three have a relationship, and one and three have a relationship, or is it one and two and two and three, and one and three don't have that kind of relationship? They might have friendship, but maybe not the sexual portion. I don't know. Hmm. Well, hopefully we can get somebody on and and explain all that to us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've I'm not gonna lie. One time my whole TikTok feed was uh, polyamory. <laughs> so I, I guess it's going to have to be an assignment and I'm, I'm going to look more into it and um, look up the terminology because it's, it's a whole nother world. Like all this stuff, like, like there are different things that's like a whole nother world. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I used to work at, a, at, a, at, I can't even get it out, at an amusement park when I was a teenager. Okay. And like behind the amusement park is a whole different world. Like you see people rushing to the rides and people delivering supplies and like it's it's a whole different world that you never see when when you're a guest. So I'm I would assume <laughs> that would that would that would really be one of those things. It's you know, behind the scenes everybody's sitting there thinking, Oh, it was a well little machine, but in but behind the scenes we all know it's a shit show and we're just yeah yes, I'm saying, like, <laughs> they're seeing it come together like fine art and you're sitting there thinking to yourself oh here goes the shit show and and you pull it off but they don't know how crazy it was behind the scenes you know exactly and, and i and i can i can believe that but you know i just don't think that a lot of people have the level of of openness and not being selfish to have you know a a a polyamory relationship 
I, I just don't see it. Um, I, but I, I'd love to meet somebody that's that's got one. Maybe we, we got to do that and reach out and make that an assignment. Maybe they might not want to talk out. Maybe we can do like an offline interview or something. You got anything else, Miss Ashley? Dr. Lou. Hello. 